0: Wets oh, the my heart rate. I could feel this pulsing. I could see going oh, wow. so, so fast. So I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, am I gonna die? I booked an appointment with my with the, with my endocrinologist, and I said, I'm not feeling right. I'm not feeling well. I'm all I've got all these symptoms, and I remember he turned around. And he said to me, "Well, your levels are fine." Oh no! I swear to you, something in me died because I was like. What does, yeah, my levels are fine, but I'm not fine. Also like healing graves holistically, there's not
1: much out there at all. We're kind of in this unknown territory. So we're inviting you guys into our personal journey. We may not know all the answers, the sweat, but we're gonna try to figure it out, much as okay. we
0: can. My name is Meron and I'm based in the UK and I'm the founder of Loving Me Kindly.
1: And my name is Priscilla, and I am based in the United States, and I am the founder of Healing Unapologetically.
0: Together we are co-hosting our podcast, Thyroid Sisters Navigate Graves' Disease. Over the last few years, since being diagnosed with Graves' Disease, we have fought to gain our lives back and are both living medication-free.
1: We are not medical experts, however, through our experience of dealing with this disease, we have learned so much and want to share our journey of healing and self-discovery.
0: We have come to realize that trusting our instincts and intuition has helped us lead healthier lives, and our goal with these podcasts is to empower and inspire you.
1: Hi Miron, how are you doing?
0: Hi Priscilla, well thank you, how are you? I'm
1: doing good. Um, I feel like we have a lot to catch up on because you just came back from your trip um, to Ethiopia, and I know before you left, you had shared that you went and got your thyroid tests or thyroid lab. Yeah. And we (laughs) opened those results um, on WhatsApp together. So for you guys listening, Maren and I, we talk a lot through WhatsApp and um, she was obviously really nervous. I know I get really nervous when I check my test. And so you, we did a little chat and you opened them and we went through your test results. Yes, we
0: did. Yes, we did. And our previous. Um, uh youtube um we have we 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 did Graves disease part one two and three so i think yeah. in part three i shared that i'm gonna do test results and i was so nervous yes. about it and nervous about the yes. results and saying it out loud made me even more feel even more nervous mm-hmm. because i had something to prove um so yeah you wanna i want to
1: recap really quickly like where you were at in your thyroid journey before those results just so people can get a little bit of insight why you were nervous or like what you were doing for your thyroid health
0: during that time? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, the reason why I was so nervous is because eight years ago, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease. But how um, I'll just talk a little bit about how I got diagnosed, because I know that everybody has a different story and we all can, we all assume we all, we're all, we all have the same story, but they're all very different. So, mm-hmm. for me, at the time, I was going through, a really difficult traumatic experience and I wasn't looking after myself I I barely if I can remember I barely even looked in the mirror I think I was going through a mild depression if any and I I knew something wasn't right but I wasn't doing anything to to check Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing myself in the mirror I think it was one I was in in a shop and I saw myself in the mirror and I and I got a shock and I thought something is not right Mm -hmm. But I was too low to do anything about it. But I just remember, I could even see how I look now. It's etched in my mind. I remember puffed face. I looked almost orange. Mm -hmm. It's just the person looking back at me was not me. And I knew that it, it wasn't me, but I still didn't do anything about it. And I remember having tremors. I remember my legs were shaky. Ah oh, wow! And just shaky. I couldn't at work. We have a water dispenser, and I remember being embarrassed if somebody was behind me because I was just holding the water. You know when you hold the cup under the water and it's just like yeah, shaking, yes. but if you can imagine when you... if you've never gone through anything like this, you just think you're just too much in shock to to to, to even think anything, and at the same time, yeah. feeling, like so much stress, um actually if you when I think about it these are really horrific things I don't know why yeah. I didn't, you know the emergency alarms didn't go off but I wasn't oh, I was
1: the same you just yeah. ignore it you just it's don't just want to deal with it, it. yeah mm-hmm.
0: I don't know why I guess you, you assume when you're young so I would have been 25 26 26 okay. yeah. um you don't think of serious health issues happening to you I think you yeah. Sort
1: of oh think yeah for sure is. Mm-hmm.
0: so um I remember asking people um asking my friends "Is this normal and showing them my 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 leg shaking and everything and they were just like I don't know that doesn't seem normal um you but think, do- yeah I think at the time were you stressed were you thinking that the shaking was just from stress or anxiety or like how did you try to write that off I didn't even attribute it to stress you know when you're just numb I was in a numb, numb place so I wasn't even aware that I was that stressed I think I had lived you know what? Uh, I, th- I think I lived in chronic stress for such a long time that I was comfortable in it I didn't even realize it was stress it was too yeah. I didn't Just know a way of living it was a way yeah, of I'm living yeah yeah uh-huh. I didn't even attribute to that. So one t- one day I went to uh, visit my grandma, and um, anyway, I I accidentally it wasn't a, I was accidentally given a, a walnut drink, a walnut smoothie, not not by my 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 grandmother, but while I was there, I was given a walnut drink. And usually when I go there, I have a smoothie, so I was used to having a smoothie there. Um, but this time there was walnuts in it, and they weren't aware that I was allergic to walnuts, so I drank the smoothie. And I started to feel it's so scary. I started to feel funny. And
1: you have a severe react uh, allergic reaction to is it yes. just walnuts
0: or just nuts? Walnuts, pecans, and pine nuts. I think these okay. are the tree nuts. Yeah, yeah. I can have peanuts and stuff, but I can't have those three oh. particular nuts. Okay. And because it's a smoothie. And luckily, luckily, I, I I just wanted to go home that day. I remember just feeling like I just wanted to go home. Like I said, I wasn't in a good mood. Like I wasn't in a, a good space. So I just popped in and wanted to just pop back out. So usually I'll have a glass full of a smoothie. But this time I just had this much, just a small bit, just so I could just quickly down it and go. Thank God for that. Because
1: Seriously.
0: that little bit, and I started to feel funny. My throat started to tighten. It happened so fast. And my stomach started to feel awful and I said is there is there nuts in this smoothie and then they were like oh my god yes oh my god and I was like okay um I just panicked and I just left I just remember just going I gotta go and I was pacing up up and down the streets of London just not knowing what to do because you know something Priscilla Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a I wasn't very good at looking after myself at all imagine I'm actually going through anaphylactic shock and my first instinct is not to call 999 and like and get help I was huge oh and yeah. walking up and down the street then I went and sat in a church and lit a candle <laughs> I don't know what I was doing I was yeah. just just, just yeah. scared yeah and mm-hmm. just all over the place but now thinking back I probably had the symptoms that come with thyroid issues like mental health all over the place um just not yourself at all so I I wasn't acting properly I wasn't acting mm-hmm. normal mm-hmm. I should have just gone straight to the the emergency hospital or something yeah and then it started to get worse and I was burning I was literally burning on the inside I felt like I was dying slowly I was dying slowly yeah. basically and I called my friend luckily she picked up and she was just like what are you talking to me for call go to yeah. the ambulance go go yeah. get a taxi and go And I remember thinking, I don't have any money for the taxi. But anyway, I called a taxi. He came. I said, can you just take me to the hospital? He saw the state I was in. Bless him. Honestly, I really do have angels in my life. He took me, Uh this stranger took me from the taxi to the hospital. Didn't charge me anything. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm so lucky. That was an
1: emergency. You were in a life and death emergency situation. You
0: never know with people. I could still ask for their money. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) oh and I'm, I'm glad that this
1: individual saw that that you needed help oh, yeah
0: so lucky and they don't know how much they helped me bless them and they the, the minute they usually have to wait when you're in a, a accident emergency but they saw me I said I've taken a walnut they saw the state I was in uh, and they just immediately, within seconds, I just blinked and I was in a hosp- hospital gown. I had the, you know, the wrist badge and everything. Wow. I was just there and they strapped me to machines. It was so quick. No one said anything to me. That's when I knew this is really serious. Like it was, of course, it was always serious. Wow. And they they kept coming in, giving me these pills. No one was telling me what was going on. I don't think they were aware. The machine kept blaring. It was so loud. That my friend bless her she came all the way from her house which wasn't which wasn't close to be with me and it was already like 10 p.m or something like that
1: mm. and
0: um, they said they had to teach her how to turn off the machine because it just kept going off like the heart monitor it oh. just led down the hospital they were just like we can't keep coming in <laughs> and turning it off and oh. they taught her how to uh, turn it down and I remember my skin turning translucent like I could see my I could see my veins. I could see everything. It was so see-through. Uh-huh. and they they I thought that I was going to be allowed to um go home that evening. I thought they fix it. you you're in that habit of thinking, you go to the hospital, they fix you, go home. Yeah. you don't know about chronic illness you don't you yeah. don't know about all these other i wasn't aware of such things how
1: severe it is you just think you're going to bounce back go home they and
0: they're giving me these <laughs> things oh that, back then this was my thinking i'm, I'm very oh dead. yeah what
1: year was this that, that this happened to oh
0: 2014 like 2014. march 2014 you were 25 you said 26 yeah 26 25 26 yeah. yeah uh and then i remember the doctor coming in and 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 saying yeah we're going to keep you overnight because um some things that we're not we're not quite um happy about so we're, we're gonna have to keep you in for, for for a few for a few days or something like that I remember him saying and I was just in shock oh. I didn't have anyone to be with me um yeah I felt yeah. quite alone to be honest um, oh, obviously I my friend had to go home and um so I stayed in the hospital I remember that night oh my gosh the sweats I the my heart rate I could feel this pulsing I could see oh so fast I remember thinking oh my gosh am I gonna die I actually was thinking that and then I thought about my life it's so like I remember distinctly just lying there in hospital bed looking up and just thinking okay if I'm gonna die now that I really do want to do I really wish I did my traveling (laughs) (laughs) oh <laughs> I actually I had plans to to do the travel to do my traveling so I had booked tickets to go one-way ticket to go traveling then I got sick and then I um cancelled those tickets so I was just like I really wish I did that this is just my thoughts but yeah. other things I wish I fell in love I wish That's I was funny. going through a list in my head of things and I was just yeah, just remember that's like dark night of the soul, really. Um, because my body was just acting up, and the I remember the nurse looking at my monitor and just the shock of her face, and wow. she saw the number, whatever she was looking at, and looking at her thing. I just remember, and she just quietly walked back out, and I was just like, "What is happening?" The machines blaring, blaring, blaring,
1: yeah.
0: and then I stayed the next day, and I think it was they still couldn't figure it out. They kept doing tests, taking me. ECG all this stuff and then it was like the third day a student realized oh I don't know what she did what tests that they did but she they came back and said I remember the doctor I remember his face and it was like he was delivering me a life sentence I remember that when I saw his face but what he said and his face because I don't know what grave disease is and he was just like, yeah, so you have Graves' disease, it's a thyroid issue, this, this, this. So I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what thyroid was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just remember his face. I just remember how he said it to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in my head, I was thinking, okay, I have something. They figured it out. This is good. Yeah. That's why I've been feeling all this stuff. I have an answer. It wasn't, yes. you know, thank yeah. goodness or not thank goodness for the walnut juice because... That could have killed me as well, actually. But oh, they said to me later, if you had not, if you hadn't come now, if you waited one more month, then it would have been a very serious situation because you go into what's called a thyroid storm, and yes. that that you can lead to death, right? And because I wasn't looking after myself, I yeah. probably would have. It could have been a really horrible situation. So again, angels watching me. So, really quickly to interject,
1: real quick, you were saying that you were seeing your hand shake a lot right. Prior to this exposure. So I do know at least the way that I understood it, that, um, that shaking hand comes from having mm. ha- rapid heart and tremors comes from the, um, the heart palpitations are like rapid heartbeats. So if anybody's listening and you're trying to figure out, okay, you maybe you're connecting a lot with Miron's story. Some things are resonating. If you're seeing your hands tremor, just like Miron is explaining, that's a clear sign that it could potentially be graves related and you do need to talk to your doctor and um th- get that like don't take that symptom or that body lightly. sign lightly yeah because you're definitely right you that sounds like you were already in a thyroid storm I think so yeah yeah really was. that's kind of how I understood the tremors I've never dealt with the tremors, so just as two people with Graves' disease, yeah. I never had that symptom. I did have the rapid weight loss, which is also. I too. But you yeah. see that
0: as a plus, so you don't think that's a, it's the, that's a. Symptom. I know you easily
1: like I was like oh sweet, but that yeah. could be a sign as well of heart your heart racing your metabolism is wrapping up um i guess that's one of the signs maybe i, d- I didn't get to the point where i did feel heart palp- palpitation but i didn't get to the point where i was dealing with tremors but i think that you probably how long do you remember dealing with the hand tremors
0: that's a good question i would say a month
1: <sighs> okay so did it come on pretty quickly like all of a sudden you just kind of noticed the tremors
0: all of a sudden i remember my my legs just what is this yeah. shake just came yeah. on all of a sudden Yeah. So another thing is thyroid
1: storm is not the norm. That's not Graves disease. So Graves disease is just the overproduction of Mm -hmm. thyroid hormones. And then thyroid storm is you have another stressor on top of that, of your autoimmune condition. So it's kind of like it's rare, so if you're listening, don't get scared. Don't think if you have Graves' disease, you automatically have a thyroid storm. That's a, that's a unique situation that occurs when you already have Graves. But yeah, don't if ignore it's that unchecked, someone.
0: undiagnosed. It's, it yeah. leads to I think thyroid storm. So it's yeah. checking the the small symptoms. If you if you're feeling off, get checked. I wish I did that. I wish I had the habit of doing that. Yeah, but you know,
1: you said 2014. I do feel like during that time, autoimmune conditions and even thyroid um, mm. health. It was just like, I didn't know anything about, I, I think during, during that time, health wasn't that big of a subject as it is now Yeah, mm. as it is now. And even then hypothyroidism was more well known than hyper. Um, like in our intro, we mentioned that there's just a very small percentage of people that actually get graves, so that's why we it's started 3%. this podcast
0: yeah I've read yeah. I read it, I was doing research it's three percent of the population but I can't remember if that's UK or, or America yeah or America.
1: I remember I read too and I should have pulled it up but the US <laughs> is also it's like less than five percent I know okay so, so, the so it's the US yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. anyways so I just wanted to jump in there really quickly because I yeah
0: and also it's very unique, yeah. And yeah, your circumstance of- is
1: very unique because of that. The,
0: that the walnut, the walnut, walnut smoothie must have heightened everything. And oh, just went yeah, into, yeah. You know, yes. Probably was having a thyroid storm right then and there. To be honest, I mean, like, if, if you're
1: if your heart was already under stress oh, because yeah. of the thyroid, and then you had that reaction, you were literally your body was fighting to oh stay alive. God. I think it's that's funny. why the doctors were maybe so shocked because they couldn't understand like they maybe know what the reaction of, of having, um, what was it, what's it called again when your throat kind like,
0: Oh, an allergy, like an, an allergic reaction, yeah. yeah.
1: Like you were having an allergic reaction, but I it think- were, allergic reaction, yeah. You were not responding to the meds that the same way that, you know, somebody yeah. else would have. There's yeah. obviously a clear sign that something else was wrong, but that's crazy that it took so long for them to figure it out. A few you days it
0: took, was, yeah. Yeah, took a student, a student mm. to figure it out. I remember her face and everything. <laughs> Um, after they I remember so after they delivered that that sentence but I didn't know it was a sentence because I just thought okay well then they'll fix me now yeah Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was in for for the rest of my life and Mm. um, I don't know I don't know if they should tell you I mean it's not their place they just tell you what they need to tell you isn't it Mm -hmm. it's up to you to figure it out but I, I was okay uh, they gave me the levothyroxine and I was taking that and something else for the heart, for my heart rate. It's a beta Did blocker. Or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they, they come with the symptoms. I remember feeling drowsy and just funny for a while. And that was weird. I was glad to come off those. Um, uh, but the lever how long were you on the beta blocker? I'd say like three months or something like that
1: so what yeah. was it once your heart regulated or, or got okay then the exactly okay. yeah
0: then I they took yeah. me off and the thing back when you when you're initially diagnosed you get checked a lot you get yes. checked quite often which is good but then after yeah. that they kind of leave you into <laughs> this yeah thing, which they is based out the, the lab test yeah that's yeah. another problem but yeah and then I so I was taking the thyroxine I rebooked my my trip this time I added Ethiopia. Before it was a one way ticket to Bangkok, and then I was going to travel around Southeast Asia and do my mm-hmm. solo traveling. I always wanted to travel and do solo traveling. Um, and this time I added Ethiopia, and the I was going to go and meet my biological mother for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, maybe because I went through that, far. I didn't have a thought of meeting her before that. I had a lot of emotions so basically my mother um I was born in Ethiopia and yeah. at the age of two she gave me up um and I came to this country with my auntie and her family uh because she was too poor she couldn't she couldn't look after me properly she mm-hmm. wanted to give me a better life but as a kid you don't really hear that you just feel ab- abandoned you know yeah. it doesn't yeah you just feel abandoned so you you have a lot of um issues towards that I had a lot of issues towards that and I didn't really think about traveling to meet her beforehand but something happened to me then and um after this ordeal I don't know what yeah. altered it but I I I booked Ethiopia and I went um and I remember the doctors so this was March mm-hmm. and my trip I booked my trip for October 31st 2014 so okay. it's just a few months and the doctors were like no 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 No, 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 you can't you can't go traveling. Uh, (laughs) They were like, You you're you are got a serious condition here. You need to take the meds, you need to be constantly monitored. Um and I just was so which is unlike me. I would usually listen, but something (laughs) in me was just like, No, I want to live my life. And because I had that thought when I was um in the hospital that night, when I was thinking, oh my gosh, what if I died? I had this like this 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 I don't know what you'd call it zeal or whatever to just and live
1: the will to survive
0: the will <laughs> I to survive have and- will
1: to survive and like do what you you know do the impossible kind of like no That's- I'm gonna do what I want to do yeah
0: yeah after that I felt like I was so close to death I think you could you were it. yeah I was <laughs> I'm but sorry like I'm
1: just hearing your story and it's just like oh
0: nobody told me that I felt it I felt like I was so I was like I think that's probably why I booked that trip so I went to Ethiopia I met all my not just my mom an entire family that I had no idea about it was amazing it was an amazing six weeks with my family and I felt so much love and it was just life-changing um but still a, a lot to take in at the same time but anyway I took I took um as much of the thyroid meds the leather thyroxine so I still I took a batch of that and then after Ethiopia I went traveling around Southeast Asia and my friend shipped more thyroid meds for me I continued it and I was very good at taking like diligently taking my thyroid meds and when I came back after about eight months I think um, of traveling because the doctor initially told me what you're doing is not good Mm -hmm. and then when I came back he was like well I don't know what you've done but you've done something right because you don't need to take any more meds he's wow. like you don't need to take any more so you're, 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 your levels have, sta- uh, have stabilized so I was like okay great <laughs> and then I, I thought that was me done with this <laughs> good riddance <laughs> of this disease uh... no 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 when I came back although they took me off the meds and I no longer needed the meds I still had all these awful symptoms I was depressed a lot I was in just low moods always getting an infection after infection always sick always Mm -hmm. just trying to survive and not being able to hold a job I remember I got fired from a job because I was getting sick a lot that was nice then you just think okay I'm not even employable and you just start to really spiral and I remember going back to the doctor and they were like why are you back you don't need to come and get your checkups anymore and I was like what and they were like, "Okay, well, while you're here, we'll do your test, but you don't come back here just like you used to before." And I was just like, "Where do I go then?"
1: I just felt so. so well, was you- that your endocrinologist
0: that you were going back to? Yeah. That-
1: okay, so they because, did. Huh.
0: Because you go off so often to get the blood yeah. done. Yeah, I just thought if I don't feel well, right, let me go and get my bloods done. And they were like, so "Let me ask you-? a
1: really quick question." I don't mean to interrupt you because you're, you're based in the UK and I'm based here in in the United States. Yeah. Uh, Do you need a referral to see the endocrinologist from your regular doctor or do you go, can you just go directly to your endocrinologist? I ask because here in the United States, we have to get a, I had an HMO plan. So for the U.S. listeners, you guys know that's like the basic health care, mm. uh, like insurance. So I have to get a referral in order to see the endocrinologist. Um, and then I had that one year with the endocrinologist. That referral was good just for one year. yes. And then Same. you got to get it renewed. I didn't so know, about that. I don't know if
0: that's what they were referring with yes. you. Okay. So I, I, I for that one year, they kept checking you regularly. So I just thought, okay, I don't feel well. Where am I? I mean, you're just so confused by everything. It you is. don't understand what's you know going what? on with your body. That's another Again,
1: topic. That's that.
0: another topic.
1: People get so th- lost because of the healthcare system. Them. Yeah.
0: Where else am I going to go? I go to the place where they, you know, where they were helping me before. Yeah. They know me by, by name. Oh, it's, yeah. high. it's high. you know, all the nurses and things and doctors by first name. They know you. you come in so often and then you come this time and then they're like, no 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 and I'm like well, I don't feel right I don't know so I I booked an appointment with my with the with my endocrinologist and I said I'm not feeling right I'm not feeling well I'm all I've got all these symptoms and I remember he turned around and he said to me well your levels are fine oh no I swear to you something in me died because I was like what does yeah my levels are fine but I'm not fine that's what yeah. I'm trying to tell you yeah. I felt so when you're already going through so much and spiralling and feeling so low and sick and and you you're this is the doctor, this is the place where you're supposed to get the help and they're like, Well, you're supposed to feel fine. How that really does something to you. You really go so through
1: how long was it since you've been off your medication when you went and made this phone call? Like
0: um you- That's a good question. I would say like three or four months. Okay. And were
1: these symptoms, were you already feeling like that? Like while you were taking medication or did I was wasn't. it progressively getting worse? I
0: okay. wasn't. Or or I was enjoying myself too much because I was traveling. So I was like in different scenarios and different environments. And just, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, my body wasn't used to having a chronic illness. If that makes sense. I was still yeah. used to my you on vacation.
1: Everything stopped. Like you weren't dealing with. I don't with- know what
0: it means to have yeah. a chronic. It hadn't hit me yet. And okay. I was enjoying myself and traveling and stuff. I was tired. But when you came I back, team, I would have that. Was, okay. Then when so I when came, back, came back, yeah, I caught a lot of ill. I caught a lot of viral infections non-stop on and on and on. They put me on antibiotics. That made me worse. Oh. And then it was just this constant cycle of getting sick. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. and then it one at one point it hits you. Oh, this is a chronic illness. Oh, yeah. I'm not. It's not something where they're gonna you're gonna get better from it. And I don't want to go back on the meds either. I don't want to, I just wanted to fix it, not superficially fix it, not with something. I wanted it just to heal. That's how I am with anything. I just love to get to the root cause. Why aren't we talking about the root cause of things? Why aren't they, why aren't they helping me on a root cause level and trying to help me out with that? And also, why are you telling me that I should feel better? That was that, 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 that I think at that point is when I just lost all hope. And then, um, yeah so since since then i from 2014 or oh no, 2015 let's just say end of 2015 till now has been me figuring it out on my own you yeah. know just trying to empower myself and read up and get 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 immerse myself in it. Try to find the root cause and find my healing myself. Just trying to figure it out. So I haven't been back on the medication. Okay. And over the years, I've stable. I've stabilized in terms of in terms of my symptoms. I found a job that was just easy on me, not too stressful. I figured mm-hmm. out stresses what makes me feel worse. I figured out a lot of things. It it really was a journey of self discovery. A mm-hmm. deep 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 unlearning things yeah. getting getting away from toxic behaviors and toxic people and surrounding myself as much with love and to be honest it's not until my trip now when I went to see my biological family in Ethiopia just over the Christmas period now that I really saw how healing love is mm-hmm. that is everything and okay. uh, I'd love to do another test to be honest but anyway so I did, oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> I'm just curious now what my levels but yeah. um so I hadn't been on medication for a long time I've tried to figure it out then I had my wedding 2022 yeah last year last year may so okay. the run up to a wedding is very stressful on top of that mm. I had other stress that sent me into another level again I wasn't looking after myself I allowed this stress well I didn't really have a choice it was just 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 dysfunction it's, just like it's life life it's, is stressful <laughs> life is stressful and it was a horrible situation um on top of that I had to plan a wedding and everything so it was a very stressful year last year but we had a beautiful wedding thanks to god somehow we pulled it through me and my husband it was just us trying to make this wedding happen and it was a beautiful wedding but and all I kept thinking, you know, as a bride, you just you have all these other thoughts of your wedding day, um, what you like it to be like and just imagining things. All I wanted to, all I was thinking was, please don't let me get sick. Please don't let me get sick. Please don't let me get sick because I want to enjoy my wedding day. I don't want to feel yeah. fatigued and low and all this stuff. Yeah. And I didn't. I think adrenaline got me through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so about maybe two weeks after two weeks or three weeks after my wedding I started to spiral again and And then this one was different kind of symptoms to the hyper that I experienced in 2014 the hyperactive the heart rate it was so fatigued so exhausted dry skin I remember just lathering it with as much coconut oil or anything I could find just dry and my hair so dry Um, I had to write it down because it's a lot of things and it was depression in the sense of so numb nothing meant anything to me anymore Mm -hmm. and that's not me yeah just numb it's a horrible space to be it's like you're neither alive nor dead it was just like this middle limbo Mm -hmm. and I wasn't myself and that was horrible I knew I wasn't myself um, heavy periods so cold all the time I had all these symptoms dry skin poor sleep muscle aches which I can't those that, that that's what I can't handle the muscle aches when you wake up and you just everything oh, yeah. hurts you and um, I went to the GP and I just broke down and I just said I'm not I'm not okay I don't know what's going on I'm just not okay and um, I did I did tests but not not with my GP. It's with a private um thyroid like cut. It's called they're called Country Health, and I do it through them. I did blood tests, and it came back, and he literally said, "Your results have deteriorated. Your all your levels have deteriorated. You need to take medication now." Because they never before they never said I need medication. They gave me a whole list of supplements to take. Okay. And now they said, your levels are really bad. You need to take um, these medications. So I think it was armothyroid and all this and all that and all that. Okay. And I thought, no, 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 I'm not going backwards. I can't go backwards. I can't go backwards. I'm going to figure it out. And everyone around me was like, shouldn't you be taking the medication? Why aren't you taking the medication? And inside of myself, I was like, I've come this far. I'm not going to go back, not going to spiral backwards because I know that I've had a stressful year and a half so that I know that's impacted me whereas before I was better at um staying out of stress and trying to prioritize my health trying to this was just I was immersed in it got the wedding planning and everything so I knew this is my intuition I had to just I don't know what happened where I blocked everybody's yeah what everyone was saying and I was just listening to what my heart was telling me to do mm-hmm. and it was just a I needed a break from work Mm-hmm. so the GP signed me off for a month bless her I don't think she was even supposed to I think was supposed to be two weeks but yeah. she just saw the state I was in she yeah, for a yeah. month so I had I said to myself right Maren you've got one month to prove like to make a difference so that you could tell everybody um that you don't need to get on the medication so I told them I just told everybody around me who was saying get on the medication okay look let me just do the things that I'm planning to do if it doesn't work I will. <laughs> think about getting on
1: um, medication
0: yeah, yeah I knew I had one month one month where I not don't have to stress about work but I, I just have to focus on myself so I did a whole bunch of things I took my probiotics in the morning for some reason I decided to take celery juice I was so desperate and yeah. I just thought what can I because I do things all the time anyway to help myself but this I, for some reason this needed this needed extreme <laughs> intervention you. or something yeah. and I just thought celery juice and I started taking the celery juice I got I stupidly forgot that it's obviously I'm detoxing my body oh yeah I'm taking anything to help that like is it chlorella or charcoal yeah. I don't know there's things yeah. that you can take to that binds to the toxin. yeah helps it out of your body rather than you go for the detox symptoms I forgot mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize I was I was doing a detox. I just was going by what my heart was telling me, do celery juice every day. Mm. Then I went through the detox symptoms. I got so sick. I felt like I was just leaking, just oh no, everything coming out. My yeah. chest had so much congestion. Oh my gosh, the amount of phlegm coming out of my chest. The, amount. Yeah. the, the, the sweating the, for like two or three weeks was just detoxing. And then that just showed me how much I needed that. Yeah. I needed that detox, how much was inside of my body. Mm -hmm. that needed to come that wasn't probably that wasn't helping me and after the month I still didn't take the test though I what else did I do so I just and I like journaled in the evenings and just did a lot of things that was for me and prioritized myself I didn't go meet anybody I was so good at just prioritizing myself this was my month and I just carried things on I went and I worked from home I don't think I went to into work Physically, I was working remotely, so I was pacing myself. I did okay. therapy yeah. in November, and then it went, everyone's asking me, "Have you done the test yet? Have you done the test yet?" I was like, "Yeah." So nervous to take the test because. So this is late twenty.
1: 20- this is late last year in twenty
0: twenty two. Yeah, did this all this? Yeah. So like September, uh, October is when I had October was that month.
1: Yeah, that you had off.
0: All- yeah that I had off October and then November I started the therapy and December okay. was when I was going to fly to Ethiopia so I yeah. promised I would do the test before, before. I fly but uh-huh. I kept putting it off putting it off and um and then I took the test and then I called you up and when I got the yeah. results so oh yeah there we are that's <laughs> that's the journey that's, to the test yeah. and I mentioned in our previous um episode that I would tell everybody my test results and to see that could I have done could I do it with trusting my intuition and just looking after myself and nurturing myself um because the doctor said you're not going to be able to do this through supplementation you need to take the meds like word by word that's what the doctor said so I thought oh I'm in trouble now but I did it anyway (laughs) I did the thing that I needed to do and here we go
1: okay
0: test results are in uh so my crp level that's the inflammation marker was mm-hmm. in august of 2022 12.9 and then by december when i did the result when i did when i got my results it was it went down to 7.2 so that inflammation went down yeah inflammation went down
1: from what i understand i don't think in the u.s we get that that's not a standard testing
0: Oh just FYI for for the listeners oh. yeah yeah it's not but a standard test you know no it's not a standard test this is all through the private it's, if i did it oh, F- gotcha. they would just okay. do the usual tsh i think level yeah no uh-huh. i okay. do it by the private um, place okay. they do everything oh that's
1: cool so this it's, is a big difference between just standard and then when you're yeah. dealing with private
0: so care you, you really know you on. really know what you're going mm-hmm. what you're what you're dealing with my vitamin b12 was really high before which isn't good maybe i over supplemented it was 256 okay. or above that and then it went down to 165 my so
1: normal range
0: yeah well it, okay. it's improvement it's getting okay. just yeah it's good an improvement bad. okay my vitamin d improved from 76 to 130 so it's okay. in the optimal range because it shows yeah, uh-huh. whether you're in the green or the red zone so that's yeah. really good. now the juicy thyroid <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> well oh. those, everything you mentioned
1: is important
0: too they're very important yeah they're all very important and also my, my iron levels improve from 38 to 46 which is good because it was a bit on the low end before um so tsh and I and remember I kept saying that I would love to, I wanted to start a family now. I got married, I want to start a family now, so yeah. I had to have my thyroid ranges in a certain place. Yes. So before in August, it was 3.89. Um yeah. and then in December it went down to 1.71. Isn't that huge? Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge oh, big time. That's really good. Yeah. My free T3 went from 3.9 to 4.4. So that's still within the range between two and yeah. four is good. Uh-huh. Um, My th- three thyroxine went from 4.9 to 15.4. It's still within the range. The range okay. is 12 to 22. My thyroid anti- antibody, uh, thyroid, thyroglobin antibodies went from 15 to 17. So it's still within the range. Yeah. Oh, that's low. Yeah. And the thyroid peroxidase antibodies, which was really uh-huh. high, it was 293. Yeah. went down to 270 and that to me is a win because just getting any level down ma- making a shift making a difference yes it's a huge oh, yes.
1: win it's a huge because one thing i know my doctors tell us is that antibodies don't go down on their own or that you know yes. they just don't they don't uh really consider antibodies ever going down cuz it's so i don't know they don't understand it they
0: don't understand it yeah
1: i mean it's a hard i i feel like i barely understand it too it's just
0: yeah well that's awesome it's amazing and then I wonder now after since I've got came back from I've come back from Ethiopia has it got even better because I feel better
1: okay that's what I was going to ask you so because you talked a lot about the symptoms that you were feeling right how are you feeling now
0: I'm feeling good because I no longer have to take all my supplements and it's a long list of supplements that I take (laughs) it is so long I can't believe that I no longer have to take it collagen vitamin c chromium selenium turmeric omega probiotics vitamin d3 k2 blue glu- i can't say that one <laughs> <laughs> i Lyon, know Lyon, coenzyme <laughs> q10 blueberry msm prob- uh, probiotics um and since going to Ethiopia uh, and eating fermented food daily because that's what they eat there and -hmm. coming back, I no longer have to take that. I feel like I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I have less fatigue, Mm -hmm. no aches, Mm -hmm. no muscle aches. Uh, uh... But um, yeah, it's just been, I'm just going, I feel like I'm going on the up. That's
1: amazing. I think especially since it's not just the results that are, are showing that have improved, but your symptoms. Yes. Exactly. What a lot of people complain about is t- labs show that everything is good, but symptoms are the same, if not worse. Wow. Maron, your story is so inspiring. I think that, um, Thank you. it's so important to hear how the journey affects each one of us very differently. Like I mentioned a little bit how there are symptoms you definitely have that I didn't experience. And, um, there's just so much insight, but I think that one thing you mentioned that was like going off in my, in my mind, like a light bulb was that you, you were able to get a month off. And I think that sufficient rest, like the Just having sufficient rest without the pressure of the nine to five, the hustle and bustle that having to show up for other people. I think that, um, as autoimmune, um, sisters, people who sisters who have this thyroid issue, I do feel Mm -hmm. like there is a connection between us all that, um, I noticed that a lot of us, we give more. Yeah, absolutely. than we do to ourselves. Like we say yes to other people a lot. We don't want to disappoint people. We overly, um, just give, and we kind of leave ourselves last on our list. And I remember hearing, I'm going to have to, um, pull up maybe on our next podcast where I can mention, um, the emotional connection that I feel like a lot of people with autoimmunity and chronic conditions we connect with on the emotional level but it definitely yes. has to do with not wanting to disappoint in people around us giving more and not saying no enough you know we yes. a lot of our feelings yeah absolutely I have a
0: book called how to say no I mean it's that bad <laughs> I have to have a book to teach me I have a I'm book on boundaries you. I was oh like what Jesus. is this I didn't know about boundaries before.
1: we'll have to do a poll on that yeah on, on the poll on do you uh if you're listening, we're going to be doing polls at the end of this podcast. Um, but one of the polls that I think will be very important is how many of us who do have autoimmunity, whether it's different conditions and not just Graves, because this is, this is about Graves disease, but it's about autoimmunity as well. So anybody who's listening, if you have an autoimmune condition, there's so much information here that's going to help you regardless if it's not thyroid related, but I do think there are a lot of common threads when it comes to like how we emotionally express ourselves that connect us I do feel like we are kind of similar emotionally uh we we're cut from the same cloth when it comes from like our emotional um being the way that we process our emotional feelings and stuff like that I just feel like I connect with a lot of people when we share that yeah how we emotionally process life like I'm like oh I do that too we get in your head a lot you can overthink we have a a, a, we have more high anxiety there's just a lot of things that we can connect
0: we're emotionally very sensitive like our emotional tentacles are just catch everything is it like is that what you mean
1: yeah Uh uh-huh we just kind of process um emotional situations or like i don't know how to explain not emotional situations just like the way that we process our emotions are very similar Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you mentioned sufficient rest. And I think that that's kind of like a mental break from having to constantly give to everybody else. And you're just able to focus on yourself. I, that was that's just huge. like sticking out to me. That's really, really uh, amazing yeah. that you had a GP that you that was able to.
0: Another angel in my life. See yes, you. give you
1: medical leave. That is something that I think that um, would be another good conversation is how to use the healthcare system, how to find the right support because I believe it's all about creating a team, right? It's, it's not just doing this by yourself. You have to create a team. And this is why we're doing this podcast. We want to be part of your little team that you can come in and tap and get information. But the whole point is to create a little team of resources, your doctor, your moral support. You have the podcast information like us, you have friends and family, you have your doctors that you can tap in and grab what you need, grab what serves you? And I think a lot of times people think they have to take in everything that they're being told and they sometimes fight their own intuition. And I think you just gave the perfect example of balancing that of gr- taking what you needed, but not taking the whole bag, you know, to saying, no, I need this from, from my doctor and I need this. I need rest. I need to be at home. I need a detox. I need to um, tap into my from own knowing
0: body. yourself yeah getting to know yourself yeah um, so that's that's a question we can ask people how many people how many of you all you all of you who are listening have used your intuition when dealing with your autoimmune condition yeah that's the you question know, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, i'd love to see your 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 answers for that yeah how many people out there use their intuition and their, their innate instinct or how many them? people
1: also another question to ask go against their intuition because yes. i think that in the medical, and not just medical, but in life, I I know we're all like, dang it, I should, ha- I knew I shouldn't have done that, <laughs> you know? Please, Sam, I, I feel like you always know, yeah. You kind of always know, you have it's, people you do, and I think nudge. that, yeah. yeah, people, you have that little voice, you know, that kind of tells you, but you downplay it, because a lot of times intuition isn't based on reason, it's just a feeling, and I drink. think that,
0: Why you know? That subtlest feeling, like, you should drink more water. It could yeah. be so small. And yeah you no know you should you know you should just mm, you shouldn't go out this today you know that you're you you know you've got uh you haven't slept well and just eat, it's such a tiny little thing it's just a tiny little voice that we just they're hear. little
1: whispers yeah and I think that as we depending on how how old you are I got diagnosed in my mid-30s or like early 30s you got diagnosed in your mid-20s yeah I think that um those whispers can kind of be stronger or they can um almost just be like a faint whisper as you get older. Like, I think that I, my intuition was fading out as I was getting older. Like you, I was ignoring a lot of the symptoms, a lot of the signs that was, that I I kind of felt like out of sight, out of mind. If I don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. And I think that that only made things worse. You know, I only got worse, worse and worse until I was diagnosed. And then all of a sudden this voice re-emerged, right? My intuition re-emerged and said, no, it's time to take control. And, um, but your story also touched a lot. I, I noticed you mentioned that when you were there in the hospital bed, after having the aller- like severe, deadly allergic reaction to Walnut, um, you were kind of like thinking about your life, what you didn't do. And we're kind of going to be prefacing our next podcast on exactly that grief, grieving that life. That before and after, before your diagnosis, after your diagnose, diagnosis, and you and I have talked a lot about that, that we went mm-hmm. through this grieving process. And I think there are a lot of you out there that have gone that, gone through that. And sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know that it's grief. That it's just, no. we don't know how to place that feeling. No, It's a yeah. grief. Yeah. It's a grief. A lot of people think, uh, why does this happen to me? And I think that that's just a very uh like a very just one-off comment but it's really grief you're really stage one (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) denial that is source that um, the root cause is just you're grieving you're grieving this life that you feel like you've lost yeah that you didn't get to live or you don't understand now and I think you and I have very good perspectives on uh, since it's been so many years now that we've
0: been diagnosed
1: mm. and we've gone through that that grievance and we can kind of put shine light on it
0: absolutely yeah i remember how, from when i grieved to the point that i accepted it and that is a story in itself i actually yes. wrote it in a blog called um dear graves thank you
1: oh imagine
0: saying thank you to a disease that's ruined your entire yeah. life so if you want to find yeah. that that's on my blog and that that goes through my grief um yeah i think i i also might have a blog i'm not
1: really good at keeping up with my blog. Sorry about I that. You guys. you It's just life <laughs> with a baby just took over. But I think I remember also mentioning like the step of how my grief grievance looked like when I was diagnosed. Also, we'll, we'll try to link that stuff down below or something. Um, if you want to read up on it, but just know We're you're not alone. Yeah. We'll
0: and it's a, it very normal, yeah.
1: Yes, a very normal, Yeah. yes. Very normal feeling to feel but I think that both Miron and I can shine light on it it doesn't have to be a death sentence like you mentioned that your doctor was kind of giving you it no, does it not have true. to be like
0: there that. is hope there is yeah. hope yeah and that's what we want to share we want to empower and inspire and in, in 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 doing so still helping ourselves because we're still learning from each other yeah learning curve yeah. yeah uh
1: also like healing graves holistically there's not much out there at all. We're kind of in this unknown territory. So we're inviting you guys into our personal journey. We may not know all the answer, but guess what? We're going to try to figure it out as much as we can, (laughs) you know, that's why, that's why we're having these conversations is because we're always asking why, why, why we're always always trying to figure it out. So it's not always about having the perfect solution, but getting closer to it. And that's how we, we start to get
0: better. Right. Brilliant love it exactly <laughs> exactly
1: yes well thank you guys thank you for joining and listening and thank you sure everyone and next time for our next episode it's going to be on grief, and we're going to leave a um, a poll hopefully at the end of this one on if not just guy. comment and just share we're always here we'll have our information also linked below if you guys want to reach out send a message
0: comment on the youtube we'll, ha- yeah. we'll have up on youtube but we'll also have it up on all the different podcast channels on spotify we'll put the poll up please engage let's grow this community yeah. let's grow and raise awareness and keep keep it going yeah that is the end of this week's thyroid sisters navigate graves disease podcast thank you so much for tuning in we hope you found it useful and enjoyable please do follow and subscribe to our podcast so that you are the first to hear about new episodes And if you're enjoying them, please leave
1: us a five-star rating as this will help us so much. The bigger the show gets, the bigger the awareness raised.
0: You can find us on social media using the handle at lovinglykindly and also the handle at healing underscore unapologetically. Until next time.